Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. The Girl in the Locked Room, A Ghost Story, Chapter 13, Jewels. That, what? Your night-night. That night, I dreamed of horses again and woke to hear hooves pounding on the ground. On they came louder and closer than before. The men cursed and pounded at the door of the old house. The woman cried out in fear. Where was Lily? Where were her parents? Why didn't anyone help to come at her aid? Then, as quickly as the riders arrived, they vanished into the dark. Who were they? Why did they come? And what did they want? In the morning, the sun shone and everything sparkled as if it were brand new. Water drops shone on the spider webs and blades of grass. Mud puddles reflected the cloudy sky. Oh, that's so pretty. Have you ever seen a mud puddle like with the reflection of the sky? It's beautiful. To celebrate Dad's day off, we took a slow drive down Blue Ridge Parkway to Roanoke and ate lunch at a little restaurant in the old part of town. It was too hot for walking, so Dad suggested that we that going to the Tubman Museum of Art to cool off in the air-conditioned comfort. In the American art section, all three of us stopped in front of a large oil painting. Even though Oak Hill looked very different now, the paint was definitely, though the painting was definitely of Oak Hill as it must have been many years ago. Dad leaned down to read the small plaque on the wall. Beside it, Henry Bennett, Oak Hill, circa 1883, oil on canvas. Is that the artist that you found on the census? I asked. The man who lived in Oak Hill? That's right, Jules. Dad studied the painting. He was an amazing artist. So much detail, yet not stiff or overdone. His brushwork is especially nice. Oak Hill was beautiful then, Mom said. The house, the trees, the stone walls, and those flower gardens. Take a picture of the painting, Ron. Oh, take a picture of the painting, Ron. Maybe Stony Brook. Maybe Stony Brook can hire a landscaper to recreate the grounds as they once were. Oh, that's a really good idea, huh? Well, Dad got busy with his camera. I studied the painting. A little girl sat on the swing that hung from the tall oak. Oh, my gosh. It was her. Her hair was blonde and her dress was blue. A woman stood behind her, ready to push her in the swing. The little girl was definitely Lily, but the woman was too old to be her mother. Maybe she was her grandmother or her aunt. In the background, a younger woman waited. Aunt and grand and um, mom. Mm-hmm. The aunt, aunts and moms are basically the same age. Yeah, but it could be like you and your sister, like so different ages, you know? Yeah. Um... Okay. A younger woman watered the flower garden. Lily's mother, I guessed. Every detail was so perfect. It felt as though if I tried hard enough, I could step into that picture and visit Lily's world as it was before the robbers came. I thought of the the Crestomancy book the, and almost the almost anywheres. What if the alternate worlds really existed? Maisie's father said they might. Suppose there was a world where the robbers didn't kill the Bennets, and a world where Lily grew up and lived ha- lived a happy life. Suppose Maisie and I discovered a way to send Lily to the, that world. 
Mom interrupted my thoughts. Henry Bennett was so talented. It's a shame that he's, he's not known better. I wonder what happened to him and why he stopped painting. Because he was murdered, I wanted to say, just like I told you yesterday. But you didn't believe me and you won't believe me now, so what's the use of saying it again? We walked around the room, looking for more of Henry's paintings, and found a small landscape of the Blue Ridge Mountains. While Dad and Mom admired the detail and brushwork, I discovered a picture of Lily making clover chains. <sighs> she sat in the fields, her doll beside her, just as I had seen her the day that Mom insisted that I'd been dreaming. Mom paused beside me to look at the painting. She glanced at me, and I'd hoped that she'd say, Oh, Jules, you really did see Lily. But no. She frowned and her, turned her attention to a watercolor of the barn. I was disappointed, but I didn't say one word. If the painting didn't convince Mom, she'd never believe me. She'd never believe that I'd actually seen Lily. On Sunday afternoon, Mom suggested that we have a picnic by the stream. She, she put me in charge of carrying the chocolate cake that she'd gotten from the bakery. Dad was responsible for a heavy picnic basket filled with food and drinks. <sighs> And mom, uh, and mom carried an old quilt and a bowl of potato salad. Dad gazed across the fields of tall grass and wildflowers rolling off towards the mountains. Here and there, old stone walls and hedges divided the land. Just look at that view, he said. I haven't seen anything except that house since we've arrived. We should do this every Sunday. Mom took a deep breath. The air is so fresh. All I smell is grass and honeysuckle. Dad grinned. I could live in a place like this. I almost dropped the cake. Dad, do you mean that? We'd stay here and not move anymore like normal people? Like no more, no more new schools? In my ex excitement, my words trembled over each other. Dad looked at me. Well, no, not now, Jules. I was thinking ahead when I... I, I was thinking ahead to when I retire. Oh, I actually felt my hot heart drop like a stone. I looked away, and Mom realized that I was upset. Putting an arm around my shoulder. <laughs> you okay, Pei? Mm. <laughs> Peyton started to fall asleep, and she did, like, the jump thing. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Where did you jump that you're falling? I hate that. That's so scary. I did it, like, really bad the other night. It, like, scared on ground. I was doing this. <laughs> I know. I felt it. <laughs> oh. I looked away and mom realized I was upset. Putting an arm around my shoulder, she said, it would, be mean. it would mean so much to Joel's Ron. This area is full of old houses in need of work. Surely you could find enough projects to keep you busy. Dad turned from the view to look at me. I'm not promising anything, but I'll take some drives around town t tomorrow and see, see what's what, he shrugged. Maybe it's time to settle down. I put the cake down and hugged him. Please, Dad, please. Okay, okay, Jules. Like I said, I'll do some, I'll do some, I don't know what that word is. For consonants? Huh. Sorry, guys, I didn't go to college. Well, I did, but I didn't finish. <laughs> okay. Um, let's not forget what we came here for, Mom said. We have some serious eating to do. From the look, dad, the, from the look she gave Dad, I guessed that they also had something serious to talk about, too. Please, 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 I chanted myself. Settle down by a house, plant boxwood. We spread the quilt onto the willow shade. And mom opened a picnic basket after we'd 
After we'd eaten all we could, which is just about everything, Dad wandered off with his camera, and Mom and I lounged on the quilt, too full to wade in the stream or do anything but lie still and listen to our insides rumble. I'd brought the lives of Christopher Chant with me, and Mom insisted on reading aloud from it. In the scene that she chose, Christopher was in another world, one of many, almost anywheres. I closed my eyes and surrendered to the magic of the second Crestamancy book. No matter how old I was, I still loved to listen to Mom read out loud. It freed my mind somehow. Gradually, I realized that Mom's voice had been replaced by a voice softened with a southern accent. The book she read out loud changed to Little Women. In my drowsy state, the change didn't bother me. It relaxed me and let myself think sink into the grass, into the story, into the warmth of the summer day. A fly buzzed around my face and I opened my eyes to swat it. A few feet away, a woman sat on a quilt reading out loud from Little Women. Lily lie beside her, a doll nearby. Not far from them, a man stood behind an easel, painting the scene. Doing my best to ignore the fly, I lie still next to Mrs. Bennett, read about Beth's death. Mesmerized, I hung on every word of the story as if I'd never read it. Lily sat up. Tears ran down her face. Mama, please stop reading. I don't want Beth to die. It frightens me to think about it. As her mother turned to lie, the book aside, Lily looked at me. She saw me just as clearly as I saw her. Lily, I whispered, Lily. She said something that sounded like help, but her voice was low and indistinct, a whisper in a keyhole. A sigh under a closed door, a rustle in the leaves. I leaned in closer to hear better, but the moment that I moved, Lily and her mother and father waved like a reflection in the pond and vanished. I looked at Mom, hoping that she'd seen Lily last. At last, but she'd lie on the quilt, sound asleep. The Cremonsey book face down in her stomach. Dad slept nearby, snoring softly, a smear of chocolate icing on his upper lip. The place where I'd been and where I'd seen the Bennets was was empty, the grass undisturbed. But Lily was still here, trapped in the house waiting for me. I walked to the stream and sat on the bank. Below my feet, the Jaredae skated skated in circles and the minnows flashed beneath them, just as they had when Lily was alive. When Maisie came, we'd finally we'd find find a way to rescue her. Oh my gosh, they're gonna rescue her! Okay, Peyton's falling asleep, people.